we may have taken a week off, but the Indianapolis Colts did not take a week off from them coming up in the news cycle as Isaiah Rogers Sr. is under investigation for gambling on Colts games and other NFL games. Is Isaiah Rogers done in the NFL? And then what's going on at Colts minicamp that starts up this week? We're going to talk about that and a lot more. Welcome to the Horseshoe Huddle podcast presented by Fan Nation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, and I'm back from Jamaica. Good to be back with Drake Wally, my co-host here at Horseshoe Huddle. Drake, it's good to see you, man. How was your week off, uh, at least from the podcast? I know you were writing away, writing away on horseshoe huddle like always but hey it's good to be back to talk some colts football with you brother yeah dude it's good to see you back glad you had a good vacation i i had to fill my time doing something so i guess i just uh continued to talk more about the colts than usual was the only difference i did go <laughs> golfing though uh i went golfing uh in this course called uh, Ch- uh chippendales golf course in kokomo got a nice little uh, R&R and a little couple beers and some not any hole-in-ones, uh, really not any pars <laughs> either, but it was a good time, man. I'm just excited to see you back here and ready to talk some more Colts football. Thank you. Thank you, man. Uh, it's it's good to see you. It was a great trip. My wife and I had a fantastic honeymoon. I'll tell you what, Sandals, Montego Bay, Jamaica, five stars. Fantastic resort. Nice. The, the rum was flowing all week. Uh, <laughs> lots of sun, lots of relaxing in the cabana. We, we had a, we had a fantastic time. So as always, I'm going to shout out to people in the chat, Logan Schmidt. Good to see you, buddy. I, I know Drake, were you involved in Logan's, uh, spaces that, that happened last week? I saw that that was going on, but I tried to disconnect as much as possible. Obviously, I couldn't miss some of the news, the big news that came out, but uh, uh, good to see Logan. Patrick, as always, he said he was riding away too. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. He's very Patrick. You're always, you're always a legend, buddy. And then my my wife actually isn't home with me. She's actually up at the lake uh, staying with her grandparents for the week, so she is still technically on vacation but of course, she's given us a super sticker, basically paying ourselves here on the show. Thank you, but, Danny. But uh, thanks, Danny. Hope you're hope you're enjoying the lake up there. Really, really appreciate it. Logan is our uh, Logan. I already mentioned you saying better have the drink lists of tequila. Uh, have drank lots of tequila. Drank some tequila, but mostly it was rum Ooh. down there. Uh, and then Nathan, good to see you. Who replaces Rogers? Well, Nathan. We're going to answer that. Who will possibly replace Isaiah Rogers? But, Drake, the people might have forgotten since we take, took a week off that they need to go follow us on all the things. Go ahead and like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook. Uh, follow Colts at Colts on FN on Twitter. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and hit that bell so you know when Drake and I are going live, whenever Destin and Shot are going live. Because even though the Colts, after this mandatory minicamp this week, will be off until training camp, we're not going to be off all summer long. We're going to lead you right up to training camp all throughout the season. So make sure you tune in for that. And if you can't catch us live, Apple, Spotify, Google, Wherever you get your podcast, we're on there as well. So there's really no excuse for you to miss an episode <laughs> of the Horseshoe Huddle podcast. But I've blabbed long enough. 
the people came here to talk some Colts football, so let's do that. And of course, this came out almost a week ago, but we're going to dive into it tonight. Isaiah Rogers Sr., the cornerback for the Indianapolis Colts, is currently under investigation by the NFL uh, for allegedly placing bets, uh, multiple bets. Uh, and I, when I say multiple, I mean in excess of, of maybe 100 various bets last season uh, on NFL games, uh, games that included the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, It's come out that that some of those bets, most of those bets were between maybe $25 and $50, but there were some bets that exceeded uh, four figures. So over $1,000 bets that Isaiah Rogers Sr. allegedly made uh, on these NFL games. Uh, as of right now, the NFL has not come to any conclusion on that. The NFL has not levied uh, any punishment on on Isaiah Rogers Sr. Uh, at this time. Uh, but it seems like, a cor- especially since he he put out a tweet basically apologizing uh, for what he has done, um, it, it seems like it's only a matter of time before the news comes out. The NFL has found Isaiah Rogers Sr. guilty of this. Uh, the reports are that he used a a, a third-party uh, account to make these bets, uh, an account that was under his cousin's name. Uh, and I want to give out a sh- give a shout-out to our very own Destin Adams at Horseshoe Huddle for breaking yeah. this. For The story had, had, had come out, but Destin was the one first on the scene with the name of the player uh, that was being investigated by the NFL. So, so shout out to Destin there for all of his hard work and, and, and grinding uh, on this to, to break that story. But, but Drake, while all this was happening, I was on the beach. I saw it. So I, I had an initial reaction in my head, but I want to know what went through your mind last week uh, when this came to revelation that Isaiah Rogers senior was gambling was allegedly gambling on NFL games. Yeah. Um, when it first came out, I was like, you know, my first thought is, you know, this sucks regardless of who it is, you know, mm-hmm. but of course the, then it was leaked that it's, it's maybe not outside of Colts fan bases. Is it like a super well-known name, but it's still a well enough known name. And when it became known that it was Isaiah Rogers senior, it's just kind of like anybody would have been shocked, you know, and just kind of confused a lot of frustration. You've heard everything from, oh, you know, the, the highest levels of anger to the lowest levels of, oh, you know, you feel bad for the guy. Um, I think that it's an extra dash of frustrating because you've already had two examples that the NFL has set in the forms of Calvin Ridley and uh, multiple Lions players that, you know, got their respective, I think, like eight or like half half season or full season suspensions. Some, I think, even got released. So, you've got a clear cut example on what the NFL does, by the way, to like five bets, you know, for per person. Now we're talking Mm -hmm. about hundreds that involve your own team. I think Ridley had, I think Zach Hicks actually said it, that he had like a four leg parlay or a five leg parlay on the Falcons. Okay. Like that was it. And he got a a year suspension because he did it in the facility too. So some of those bets that you've seen before Isaiah Rogers, you're kind of like, well, that was stupid. And now you're looking at a couple hundred through another person's account. So obviously it was well known what he was doing. Um, But you do feel for the guy in a way, because you don't want to watch someone throw away their career. So obviously we're not here to bash on him. You know, he knows, like it's been said, he knows exactly what he did, but 
at the end of the day, it's frustration and confusion, you know, and, and now you're thinking what's going to happen next. So. Exactly. I want to give a shout out to Lawrence Stogner here for the $5 super chat. Uh, Lawrence says, sup guys, keep up the great content. We appreciate you, Lawrence. Uh, And if you guys want to have your your comment highlighted like Lawrence here, go ahead and throw in a super chat. Or if you have a question, we'll be sure to highlight that. So Lawrence, we greatly appreciate your support. Glad you're enjoying all of our content here at Horseshoe Huddle. But, But Drake, yeah, I... For me, when I when I first saw the news, I it wasn't really really anger. For me, it was just disappointment because I mean, you you think about Isaiah Rogers Senior, and he's this kid has gone from a seventh round pick out of UMass who wasn't a lock to even make the team as a rookie. And and the kid is just grinded. I mean, he's easy. He's grinded his entire career coming from a guy that was only used as a kick returner to getting some snaps here and there on defense to really showing what he could do on defense and and a guy that we thought should have been a starter at cornerback last year this was the year for isaiah rogers senior this was going to be the season that he was finally going to establish himself as a starter on this indianapolis colts defense they the 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 coaches just wouldn't be able to keep him off the field um it's 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 but it's disappointing in that he's finally going to have his opportunity he's in a contract year nonetheless could cash in on on a big deal whether it's with the colts or whether it's someone else or or at least cash in on on some starter money i mean because when you're when you're a seventh round pick in the nfl that contract is not very big so you have all this opportunity right in front of you and and with the news of this coming out it's you can pretty much guarantee that it's all going to be wiped away. Uh, I, I I really we're, we'll kind of get to our predictions of of what we think the if he is found guilty, what the punishment might be, if he's still going to be with the Colts and and all that. But it's 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 a it's a dumb mistake, but it's also a, a dumb mistake that could cost this young man his his entire career, especially when you're betting. You've are especially when you've already seen players in the NFL, like you mentioned, Calvin Ridley being suspended for a year. Then we have the the Detroit Lions players who have been suspended also for betting on games. You you see all that, and 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 you try and you still go ahead and bet. And what Isaiah Rod and Isaiah Rogers knew what he was doing was wrong. If he didn't, he would have used his own account. But instead, he went out of his way to use someone else's name under the account to make those bets. So he knew what he was doing was wrong and he thought he could get away with it. Obviously that's not going to be the case. And, and when you have so much in front of you to, to make silly little bets, 25 to $50. I mean, yes, you made a sum that, that maybe were over a thousand, but at the same time, again, you're an NFL player that, as long as you go out there and do your job this season, you're going to be making millions on your next contract, millions of dollars. And then to just go in and, and blow it because you want to place a bet on FanDuel, DraftKings, whatever whatever sports betting app that you use, just so you can win a win a couple bucks on a game, it's 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 just it's just very poor judgment on Isaiah Rogers Sr.'s part. And, and it's something that, that he's going to look back on and, and I think he probably already does 
regret it tremendously, but, but this could be a life changing uh, punishment or life changing choice that Isaiah Rogers made to be a millionaire uh, from and, and, and sign a big contract for years to come or to have your football career just completely wiped away. Before I get uh, get your response, Drake, I'll, I want to highlight Patrick's super chat here, the legend himself. Great. Uh, thank you so much for the super chat. Patrick says, dude is about to make that XFL starter money. I mean, hey, he, he his, his NFL career could be over, but I mean, there is the XFL, the USFL, uh, if, if he really wants to go over there. But it still does not compare to the NFL, and I think that's obvious to all of us. But, Patrick, you're, like I said, like I always say, you're a legend, dude. Thank you so Truly. much for the super chat. But, but yeah, Drake, to me, it was just just disappointment for what could have been for this young kid. And and he's a good kid. He's not a bad person for this. I don't want anybody to think that Isaiah Rogers Sr. is a bad person because th- that's just not the truth. It's just a a dumb mistake but it's going to be a crucial mistake in his life yeah and he i mean he came out and he owned up to it before the storm uh like actually hits so it's like you know you look at it and you're like that's very professional he's got he's gotten ahead of it and he there wasn't any denying or anything like that and he apologized directly to the colts fan base like you said at the end of the day you look at the potential you look at what the like what career track he was on where he started and where he was at at this point and how I even, I even said this, I think to Jake um, on when I was a guest on locked on, I said, it's just that you've seen him through this process as a fan. You know, you've last season, a lot of people were just, I was one of them pounding the damn table saying this guy's not on that field enough. Okay. Right. We both not on the, he's exactly, he's not on the field enough. And, you know, obviously he's not that Gus Bradley type of fit, but um, you knew that he was going to get that playing time. You knew it was coming. And so that's really why you're just kind of like, you know, crap. You're just like, I really wish that wouldn't have happened. But like you said, he knows what he did. And now you just have to let the rest play out, see where it goes. Now, I want to read here what Isaiah Rogers Sr. had to say uh, when the reports did come out almost a week ago. He he did send out this this tweet or uh, this this. Uh, Uh, response uh, to the reports. He said, addressing the current reports, I want to take full responsibility for my actions. I know I have made mistakes and I am willing to do whatever it takes to repair the situation. The last thing I ever wanted to do was to be a distraction to the Colts organization, my coaches and my teammates. I've let people down that I care about. I made an error in judgment, and I'm going to work hard to make sure that those mistakes are rectified through this process. It's an honor to play in the NFL, and I have never taken that lightly. I am very sorry for all of this. And and that's true because, I mean, it's true in, in the regards that this has become a distraction for the Colts. I mean, Shane Steichen was asked about it. The players were asked about it. And, and that's not what this should be focused on right now. They should be focused on, on just – going through spring workouts and and c- coming together with their new team and instead they're they're talking about one of their starting cornerbacks betting on the team possibly betting against the Colts it hasn't come out yet whether his bets that included the Colts were, were for the Colts to win or for the Colts to lose uh, but at the end of the day I don't even know if that that necessarily matters in a sense I mean he was still betting on on games that he was involved in so it's just it's a it's a mess and and it's a mess that very easily could have been avoided and and it's 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 something that that i think he 
depending on how hard the NFL comes down on him, um, it could cost him his career. So, I mean, and that kind of leads us into our next point, Drake. Um, so, I mean, if, and again, it seems like he is going to be found, found guilty of, of, of doing this. Guilty mm-hmm. isn't the right word really, but it, it looks like the investigation is going to find that Isaiah Rogers senior did place those, uh, place those bets um so if found to be true what do you think the punishment will be uh for the cornerback yeah um and and as as you know a lot of states have it legal to to sports bet but the nfl Mm -hmm. you can't do that so it is it is you know being found guilty against nfl rules but um i think there's two sides of it I, i actually i i would i'd say that if it's for the colts if the bets were for the colts I don't know if you see a well. The, the, well, the quant the quantity might be bad, but I think that it would be. Sorry about the dog again. I think <laughs> that it would probably be. I'm going to go with two years or maybe over, like a year and a half or something like that. But I do think if it's against the Colts, I think it's lifetime because I think that that dictates how you're going to play. Maybe you let a couple passes fly over your head. Maybe you miss a tackle on purpose. I mean, that could affect a lot of things. That could affect bonuses for other players if they lose that game. I mean, there are so many implications to losing a game. And if they go back and and see that you bet against your team and then you played into your own bet to lose, I think that's going to give him the boot for for a lifetime ban. Yeah, I think think the NFL is – going to make an example out of Isaiah Rogers senior because especially because it started to become more prevalent and that that now I mean we're finding out more and more players betting on games and and if this doesn't stop now it's going to get out of hand and and the NFL is going to have a lot of questions to answer Calvin Ridley uh, the the situation with the Detroit Lions players but with Isaiah, those those guys were making bets just of what they know of, of one bet here or or a couple bets in the facility. It, what it seems like is Isaiah Rogers Sr. made hundreds of bets or up to a hundred bets uh, on NFL games, and and because of this, I I, I think the NFL is going to drop the hammer. I would I think on the low end, it's going to be two years, uh, two year suspension. But at, at, at this point, I think it's you're looking at an indefinite suspension for Isaiah Rogers Sr. That is, it's going to take a, a really long time uh, for for him to get back on the field. And I, I, I don't think it's going to be just one season and then the NFL will, will reinstate him. Uh, I think you're looking at if, if it's an indefinite ban, you're you're kind of looking towards that 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 four to five years at least before the 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 the, the nfl would even consider letting isaiah rogers senior back into uh the nfl and and that's where you get into the the concept of does he go play for the xfl the usfl but at the end of the day i I really don't think any of that matters I, i but i i for how many bets that isaiah rogers senior allegedly placed on games and for and for this to not only be the first time an NFL player does it, but for it to be the third time, especially after how many times the NFL has gone in and just said, do not bet on games. Don't bet. The teams have, have said, do not bet on games. Don't do it. And, and for him to still go out of his way and try to cover it up in a sense by not even using an account that was under his name, but an account that was under his cousin's name 
again, it goes back to he knew what he was doing was wrong, and he took those extra steps to try to cover it up. And, and obviously, it, it didn't work. So I, I I just have a feeling in my stomach that he the NFL is about to drop the hammer on Isaiah Rogers Sr., and it's going to be a, a an indefinite suspension, if not a lifetime ban. Another shout-out to Patrick, and this is why he is an, an absolute legend. Thank you so much Goodness. for the $20 super chat. Patrick says, with the Thank NFL full-scale embracing sports betting, the onus should be on the league to put into place a set of hard stop rules for players so they can play. It's ridiculous. Sports you can bet on where you can match max bets etc and 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 then he says uh the hypocrisy is unnerving and and patrick i agree to an extent i mean you you're you're out there um and and you say the the nfl or you're on nfl network and you see the headline isaiah rogers senior being investigated by gambling and then the very next uh, as soon as that segment is over there's a DraftKings commercial saying, uh, here's a $25 for, uh, free bet if you place a three-game parlay uh, on your on the NFL games this weekend or something from, from FanDuel or NFL, uh, NFL Total Access sponsored by DraftKings, something like that. So, I mean, <laughs> it, it, it is, it is, uh, there, there is a level of hypocrisy there. It's true. Um, and and if the NFL is wanting to embrace this so much, they they need to, like Patrick said, uh, to to be it should be on the league to put this in place a hard stop uh, for the players so so they can so they 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 would be either they are able to bet or 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 make it so that they 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 kind of separate themselves from this all it's it's such a tricky situation i think because sports betting is now legal almost everywhere so you're not going to be able to get away from it but there there has to be something that is put in place to make sure that that this does not this does not continue in my opinion yeah i 100 agree because i think that i mean don't get me wrong you everyone could say well that was a stupid move you know, well, there's it, it's almost like the line, like the 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 rules aren't entirely clear. You know what I mean? Like he's making a great point here, uh, Patrick is because this is the third time it's happened. And look, maybe the NFL can make an example, you know, out of uh, Isaiah Rogers. But let's say that they don't. You know, is this just going to keep on happening? Well, in that case, they need to they need to put down some legitimate ground rules, maybe even a hierarchy or like a tier system of punishments or something like that. Just something that's clear. Right. A, a tier system that says if you if you bet on on games in the facility, uh, no matter how many or who it's on, you get a year suspension. Or if you or if you make five bets, it's it's two years, just something or or just put that hard stop and say if you bet on games, period you're done. You're out of the NFL for life. Something yeah, seems, like that. It seems rough, but that'll get a lot of people to stop. That would. It, it really <laughs> would. Uh, shout out to Inside the Shoe uh, for uh, his super chat saying, crazy they'll have betting kiosks in stadiums soon. And, and it's very true. Um, it's 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 just there's not going to be a way to really get rid, get away from this. Um, it's it's there's betting sports betting is going to be there in the NFL and, and, and players just have to, they just can't do it. it it's as simple as that. So a uh, shout out to, again, 
Patrick inside the shoe. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for uh, for all of your support. But but Drake, before we put a bow kind of on this Isaiah Rogers uh, situation until we hear a final verdict, um, what what do you think the Colts should do at cornerback? I mean, you're losing a starter, and and now are you really going to sit there and and uh, show faith in all of these young rookies? It's it's tough. There's still a lot of good cornerbacks out there that could be signed. So, what do you think the Colts should do at the cornerback position uh, with with this news? You know, there's two different angles. I think that if you're playing aggressive uh, and you're like, look, we want somebody to come in and be a leader to help these younger guys. Because look, regardless of if it's somebody who's high level or, or on the, the depth end, these rookies are going to be starting. One of them is at least going to be starting. OK, that's my full belief. Juju Brents is at least going to be out there starting. So the aggressive option is to go sign Marcus Peters. Um, I think that that's an angry man. That is that is one of the angriest defensive backs I've ever seen in my life. And he will that dude is not afraid to put his hands on you. He's physical. He'll bring that that tenacious atmosphere and that attitude to the Colts. Which after something like this, maybe they need somebody like that uh, to come in and really control the locker room. Ballard knows him well, you know, from his Kansas City days. And this guy used to legitimately light the league on fire. He's a little bit less now, but. Um, he's 30, you know, I think he's 30 years old. I think um, the conservative option, which is what I think they would go with. I don't think they're going to go with Marcus Peters. I think uh, Darius or uh, Darius, uh, uh, Casey Hayward or uh, Fabian Moreau. Mm -hmm. One is 34 and he's got a wealth of experience. He'll be a depth piece. So you're still probably going to have Juju Brents as your, as a, as a, a cornerback two or one or whatever you'd like to put him in, you know, unison with Kenny Moore. Fabian Moreau's more of kind of that experience, but he's actually come on, coming off of a great season with the New York Giants. But he's more of that like 29-year-old that's going to get you probably a couple years, and he's not going to go out there and light your defense on fire, but he provides a spark. So I think it's either if you want aggressive, go Peters, conservative, it's Hayward or Moreau. Yeah, I would agree there. I, I think I love all three of their fits within Gus Bradley's defense. I mean, they're they're big corners, they're physical corners. I think any any one of them would fit. If you're signing Marcus Peters, I think you're signing him to be your starter opposite yep. of of Juju Brents with with Kenny Moore there in the slot. Um, if if you're looking for someone to add depth, like you said, Casey Hayward, Fabian Moreau, both of those guys would would be great there as well. I think it's all going to depend on what happens here. I mean, what has already happened this spring in OTAs, and then what happens throughout mandatory minicamp this week. How comfortable are the Colts going to be going into the the, the season with possibly the only the only player with considerable starting experience at the cornerback position being Kenny Moore, the second. So are they comfortable with having Juju Brents and then a competition between uh, Darius rush and Dallas flowers as the other cornerback on the outside, or do you go out and, and sign Marcus Peters? The, the money I don't think is a, is, is a big deal yeah. for the Colts. They have 20 million in cap space still, so they could go out and sign really anybody they wanted to a one-year deal. And, and if the Colts really do think that they would need somebody of, of the caliber of Marcus Peters, I don't think you necessarily would need $20 million to go sign him. I think you could sign him on a one-year deal probably for, for $10 million. 10, 11 yeah. million. And, and that could get very easily get done considering we are encroaching the middle of June now. Um, so I, I do think that the Colts at, at this point, their hands are tied 
uh, before this came out, I was I was on the the side of kind of saying, hey, roll with your rookies, see what Isaiah Rogers Senior has as a full time starter in his in his contract year, and and see what you got. But now, when you take Isaiah Rogers Senior out of the equation. You're already going to be starting one rookie in Juju Brents. Are you really comfortable with starting another one in Darius Rush? And 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 I get it. These guys are have really high upside. They're athletic, but at the same time, we're not talking about like a Sauce Gardner, a, a top five pick coming in and starting and saying, "Hey, he's going to be a lockdown corner from day one." Darius Rush was a fifth round pick for a reason because while he has all the athletic traits that you'd want. He's still very, very raw. So I don't and and, and with cornerback being such a such a uh, one of the only positions that you really have to have guys that are so just so mentally tough and guys that don't have a memory because you're gonna get beat in the NFL as a cornerback. You have to be ready to go out there. You don't want to necessarily go out and just kill these guys, these young guys' confidence because it yeah. could be very hard for them to get it back. So I think at this point the Colts are kind of like I said, their 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 hands are kind of tied. They really need to look into that veteran cornerback market, not only for for someone to either be a starter or or a depth piece, but but just another voice and in that cornerback room i mean outside of again outside of kenny moore you're talking about every other player on uh maybe i think tony brown has a couple years under his belt but dallas flowers is entering right uh, dallas flowers is entering year two the rest of the guys are, are rookies so just to have another veteran presence in that cornerback room i think is going to be absolutely huge yeah, and I, I'm kind of leaning more to the side of look, get even if it's a lower end, cheaper veteran, go get somebody that's got league experience because this defensive back room, I don't care how mentally tenacious Juju Brents might be or Darius Rush's ceiling is, they are brand new to this league and they could really use it right now. So go spend a little bit of money and just get a veteran presence in there, whether it's higher, high, high end or low end. So we'll see. Well, we'll have to see what happens here. It's going to be interesting. Uh, first, we got to yeah. see what the what the what the penalty is for Isaiah Rogers Senior, and then I, th- I think if if you see the Colts go out and sign another cornerback before Isaiah Rogers Senior, uh, uh, it it comes down that he has a penalty. Uh, you can kind of expect the penalty to happen soon after yeah. that. But but wh- whenever that happens, we'll talk about it. Otherwise. We'll just kind of let the process play itself out. But this week, ladies and gentlemen, the Colts have mandatory mini camp. So the past three weeks have just been voluntary OTAs. Players don't don't have to be there just working out with the team. Uh, this is the first time that the entire team will all be together. Now, the Colts have had very high attendance at OTAs, so you won't see much change, if at all. Almost every single one of the players has been there working out at OTAs, getting used to the new coach, the the new system there on offense. So it's 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 won't be too much of a change for the Indianapolis Colts, and that's honestly really good to see that all those guys are already in the building. But as mandatory minicamp kicks off this week, you guys got to know, all of the eyes are going to be on Anthony Richardson, the quarterback out of Florida, the number four overall pick. They pretty much have all been on Anthony Richardson throughout OTAs, but now with mandatory minicamp opening up, the media having access to all three days of those mandatory minicamp practices, all eyes, again, will be on Anthony Richardson. So, so Drake, 
what do you uh, want to see? What do you want to see out of number five there uh, throughout these next three days of mandatory minicamp? And and what do you want to what do you want Anthony Richardson to show you before the Colts break for the summer? I want to see everything from Anthony. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, uh, you know specifically. I mean, it would be nice to see everything that a quarterback you know goes through. You know, to see him kind of start to experience that stuff. But I would like to just continue to see him improve the footwork. You know, that's definitely the biggest thing. I remember he actually said that when Morocco Brown asked him at his Florida Pro Day, what have you been working on? That's the first thing he told Morocco Brown, you know. So that's been in Anthony Richardson's mind. Don't think for a second that hasn't been also in Shane Steichen's mind. Uh, I do want to see him continue, because he has been, continue to improve and hit those short and intermediate throws. Because, again, the cannon, it's always loaded. It's always ready to launch. He's got that deep ball down, no problem. But defenses will just sag back and they'll make you throw short. So you got to be able to hit those gimmies. Um, I think to showcase the strengths and continue to impress everybody, a lot of people are wowed and they're not just saying this either. They're legitimately blown away by this guy and what he's already been able to do. And lastly, continue to mend with the offense. I mean, there's there's that picture of Gardner Minshew almost, you know, like he's like he's a proud dad. You know, he's like got Anthony Richardson up like that in the air. Anthony Richardson jumping for joy. I mean, that is what you want to see. You want to see these guys really excited to be working with Anthony and, uh, you know, vice versa. So those are the things personally I want to see. But overall, you just want to see him continue to mend with the offense and improve those mechanics that he desperately needs to get done. Right. I'm I'm right there with you on the on the mechanic portion of it. You you just want to see consistency with those mechanics. There's again, there's gonna be ups and downs. There, they're really it, it's that's just how it's going to be all season for for Anthony Richardson. Uh, some place he's gonna look like an absolute monster out there. Other times he's gonna look like a rookie in the NFL. You're just gonna have to expect that. But but you want to see the consistency with his footwork. You want to see the command of the offense. Uh, you want it to. You want him in these seven on seven, eleven on eleven sessions, uh, because this is the time where where they can actually put on the pads. This will be the first time that they have the pads on. So you're going oh, yeah. to have live pass rushers coming at you. Uh, that you're you want to be able to see him handle that pocket you want to be able to see him handle that pressure and, and be able to deliver the ball downfield uh and 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 it just make sure it's not too big for him you want to see him there be able to handle the checks at the line of scrimmage and not get flustered when when he has a free rusher coming his way you want to see him be able to deliver the ball accurately down the field uh, when he does have pressure in his face so those those are some of the things that i'm really going to be looking at watching practice um it's going to be fun to to see kind of how the snaps are, are divvied up because I know the past couple of weeks when the media has had access, Gardner Minshew has been the one taking all the first team reps, but that has been the case at every practice. They've still been splitting or they've been having Gardner take them all. They've been having some days. Anthony Richardson doesn't take all the first team snaps, but he takes most of the first team snaps. So it's just kind of how, how the day works out. So, and again, that's going to be fun to watch too. And, and whether Anthony Richardson is getting a lot of those first team reps or if he's sticking mainly with that second unit uh, as 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 many camp goes along. But really, again, you just want to see improvements in the little things. You want to see improvements with the footwork, the mechanics. And, and finally, since he is able to uh, to 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 their Colts are able to go 11 on 11 with pads. You want to see him be able to handle that pressure and these really, really the first 
quote unquote live sessions that the Colts are able to conduct this year. Yeah, and you know, it, it might be seven on seven, but the thing is, this is these are NFL players, and Richardson didn't have a lot of experience in the SEC against college level players, which, okay, you, you, the SEC does have NFL types of talent. That's fair. But this is a totally different ballgame. So I'm excited to hear how he's going to do. From everything that we've been hearing, he's on par. He's doing exactly what he's supposed to do, which, look, with a guy that's as freaking intense as Shane Steichen, who every fifth word, the phrase fired up comes up. I'm telling you, if you can impress that guy, he's not going to he's not going to BS. He's going to tell you you're not good enough. You're not doing this right. You're not doing this right. If he's not ready, you're not going to see him start. So I think that everything we've been hearing, it seems like he's on the right trajectory to start week one, in my opinion. I promise you, the Colts are very happy with with Anthony Richardson's progress so far. That's not that's not coach speak. That's not a team just hyping up their prospect. That is truly how they feel with inside that building. They've been impressed with Anthony Richardson, and they're and they're very excited that he is at the point that he is already um but besides anthony richardson drake who are some other players that that you're going to be watching intently or you or you want to hear about having a standout uh mini camp these next three days you know i've got a a, a small list here but there was one that uh, actually I, I noticed a, a comment from brandon ward he asked any news on our rookie offensive tackle i'm assuming he's talking about blake freeland Correct. Uh, that is a guy that I have been very intrigued by. I've been hearing good things about his footwork and his athleticism. He's picking up things quick. And he's a smart dude. Really excited to see what Freeland's going to do. But a couple guys that aren't talked about enough, I think. Xavier Scott. Um, boy, you talk about a guy who's got all the tools to play just about any offensive position. That's a guy that's really intriguing. Evan Hall is very intriguing. I think that, I think that he is going to factor in somehow in a dynamic way into Shane Steichen's offense, so keep an eye on him. And a couple others, Cole Coleman, cornerback. He's been making waves, and everyone's been talking about cornerbacks right now. That's a guy that's been continuously been flying under the radar. I think uh, the other three are – I want to see Emil Akior and Will Fries. I want to see both of them and how they're going to do. And lastly is Samson Evacom. I want to see him you know, going up against the Colts' offensive line and just like continuing to mend with the team because – as we, I think you and I are very high on Samson. I think we both think he's going to bring a lot of intensity to that defense. Right. Brandon says uh, he was actually asking about Jake oh, Witt. Oh, Jake but, Witt. But Brandon, Jake Jake Witt, really not not too much has came out about him. He's Jake Witt's going to be a project. He's been running with the third team. Uh, he's he's it's he is again someone that's very new to football um, and someone that's going to take some time to really develop. So uh, as far as Jake Witt is concerned, I don't expect him to really make an impact this year. Uh, maybe a couple years down the line. We'll have to see, but yeah, uh, Sanson Ebukam is is definitely somebody I want to watch at that Leo spot. Uh, going up against another guy that I'm going to be watching, Bernard Ryman, because <laughs> I mean we Bernard Ryman added uh, 15 pounds of muscle this off season, and what was the biggest Man. thing that we said? that Bernard Ryman really needed to work on his play strength and his anchor. And it seems like that's really uh, what he has focused on. And Brandon is his uh, former high school head coach. So, Hey, oh. uh, great to, great to have you on. Yeah. Brandon. Uh, well, but definitely we watching Jake Witt throughout the, uh, throughout the season. So, um, but yeah, I think Bernard Ryman there at left tackle, who are all expecting to to take a big leap there in that second year, going up against Samson Ebukam, who is 
uh, a guy that is really getting his first starting experience and his first time as the guy at that Leo spot. So, of course, that's who we're uh, someone we're going to want to watch. I, I want to see if, if Josh Downs is able to go out there and, and be healthy, the, the type of impact that he can have at the slot position and then again watching some of those those cornerbacks i i don't think that juju brents is is going to be out there because of the wrist we'll have to see if darius rush and his hamstring is healed up to see what what kind of impact he is going to have out there um but it's there's there's just so many different things that you just want to see guys just those little improvements uh, I, I was I saw a comment here from Nomadic Brian saying he wants to see the offensive line looking good. Hopefully, our offensive line is not being pushed back <laughs> into the quarterback this year. Yeah. That's that's something that uh, is is going to be really fun to watch too. How is the offensive line going to be able to build on? I wouldn't say a a solid second half of the year, but we saw them start to come together. Now, yep. can that continue this spring and in this summer? Because all of those guys, like we said, Bernard Ryman needs to take that next step. Then you got the three guys on big contracts: Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Braden Smith. Those guys need to play up to their big contracts. Will Fries, if he wants to hold on to that starting right guard position, he, again, needs to take another step forward, too. Every single one of these starting offensive linemen needs to either take a next step yep. or they need to play up to the level that we know they're capable of doing. When you're having a, a team that has a rookie quarterback and one of the best running backs in the league and Jonathan Taylor, having that offensive line playing well is going to be so important for the success of the Indianapolis Colts this season. Yeah, and briefly off of your point is the offense will be running. I mean, even if it's Gardner Minshew starting week one, this is going to be a run first offense because mm -hmm. if for no other reason you got Jonathan Taylor in the backfield and you've got a heck of a running back committee, but especially if Anthony Richardson's there. So a running back, I think, obviously, even as dynamic as Taylor could make some plays happen, but they're really only as good as their offensive line is going to allow them to, to work. Right. I, I like I like this player that Wyatt Law brings up. Marcel yeah. Dabo. Is he good enough? Marcel Dabo was the uh the uh, I want to say I want to say foreign exchange student, but he was the foreign exchange uh the the <laughs> player from, from Germany that, that was on the Colts practice squad last year. He is going to be fighting for a roster spot this year. Uh, so that's an intriguing name to watch. And then finally to kind of uh I guess this kind of leads into our, our next point of, of what's uh position battles or offense versus defensive matchups that you'd like to see i think a big one for me that's not getting nearly enough uh uh i wouldn't say pub but ne not nearly enough attention is the safeties uh you're talking about roddy thomas the second there as the free safety and we heard from julian blackman that he's switching to strong safety this year going to be playing a little bit more in the box closer to the line of scrimmage which i i think is a role that, that julian blackman can really excel in obviously he's not playing cornerback so he can't get mad at me uh again for suggesting that <laughs> but uh and then having having those two as the the penciled in starters and then how can nick cross kind of enter enter in that conversation kind of already talked about right Ryman versus uh Samson Ebukam over there on that left side and and then just kind of seeing how this wide receiver group shakes up because obviously Pittman and Pierce uh are one and two but who's that starter at the slot is it going to be Isaiah McKenzie or is it going to be Josh Downs where does Ashton Doolin fall into this uh where does Rashad Perriman, who the Colts just signed and we're going to talk about in a little bit where does he fit in with all of this because 
those those wide receivers are going to have to be there to help out Anthony Richardson as well. So there's there's really battles all over the roster that we can watch this not only this week but all throughout training camp that are going to be very interesting. Yeah, and one of my favorites is um, it's positional battles like depth chart battles. So when they're healthy, of course, I think Darius Rush and Dallas Flowers. I'm really intrigued mm-hmm. to see who's going to win out at that cornerback three spot. Will Fries and Emil Akior, do they bring in a free agent at this point? I don't know if they do. I think that they're trying to see what they've got in these two guys right here. I would agree. I love what's going on behind Jelani Woods with the tight end group. That's just a ridiculous Ooh, yeah. That's a ridiculous core of talent. And lastly, when he is healthy, I, I cannot wait to see who's going to get that wide receiver three role. Is it going to be – the veteran Isaiah McKenzie or Josh Downs, because they're both the same build, kind of the same talents right now. We haven't really seen where jo- uh, Downs is going, but that's going to be a lot of fun to watch, I think. Isaiah McKenzie, a friend of the show. Both both yeah. McKenzie and, and Josh Downs are absolute dogs. It's going to be so fun to watch uh, that that battle throughout camp. And and honestly, I, I think the, the, no matter who wins that battle as the quote-unquote starter at the slot receiver i think both those guys are going to have a role on this team i mean you could see four wide receivers with all with those with those both those guys out there with with Pittman and pierce isaiah mckenzie we we already talked to him about his role playing in the backfield sometimes kind of being a gadget player where you can put him all over the field so it's really going to be fun to watch but i i i didn't even hadn't even thought of the tight end room uh it's a great point because i mean that's just a stacked room yeah. right now i mean there's there's a lot of players in there and not enough snaps to go around you talk about jelani woods and uh we've got the f tight ends and kylan granson and will mallory the inline tight ends of of mo alley cox Farrell brown true ogletree coming off of the acl tear he's not going to be out there this week at mini camp but he'll be there in training camp just so many different players that, that are going to figure into all this um it's it's going to be fun to watch and and i like this comment from from Wyatt Law, Blackman is our new Rodney McLeod, and and Ooh, Blackman did say cool that, that that he wants to be a more vocal leader on defense this year, like what Rodney McLeod was last year for the Colts, and and Blackman is another one of those guys that's he's in a contract year, so I mean, does he go out there and and play well enough to to force the Colts to give him a second contract, or does he go out there and and play himself to be more ex- uh, too expensive to be retained by the Colts and gets big money free agent deal somewhere else? It's a big year for Julian Blackman. He needs to stay healthy and he needs to have a big impact uh, on this defense. So Colts minicamp is going to be fun. This upcoming week, uh, like I said, the media has access to all three days of minicamp, so we're going to be bringing you the latest each and every day here on Horseshoe Huddle on HorseshoeHuddle.com with our stories, so definitely keep it tuned in uh, because we're going to give you all the inside information from what's happening there over at West 56th Street. But, but Drake, let's wrap up the episode here with the latest Colts news and rumors. Hasn't been uh, much news this week, uh, but we can tackle some of the news from last week. I already mentioned it earlier, but the Colts did sign wide receiver Brashad Perriman. Um, he was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year. Uh, a uh, Another deep threat to this defense, and he's already started making plays. Uh, Anthony Richardson hit Brashad Perriman last week in the practice open to the media, hit him for a 60-yard bomb down the sideline that would have been a touchdown. So he's already making his impact known. And honestly, I think Brashad Perriman has a really good chance to make this roster come September. 
I was one of the people that was very giddy about the Brashad Perriman signing, one that truly flies under the radar. He's a deep ball specialist. This is a burner. This guy is fast. He's physical. He is exactly the type of receiver that Anthony Richardson needs on his offense. And so I'm right there with you. I think he does make the roster. I think that Shane Steichen probably is going to use him either to be like a decoy to run down the field and open up the middle, or he's just going to be a guy that in press coverage, his utter speed and physicality is going to get him potentially a couple wins on some of these press, you know, on some of these press corners that they're going to be facing. So I can't wait to continue to see if he's going to mesh with Brashad Perriman, but that would be a nice uh, tool to have to throw deep because Brashad Perriman's got some wheels, man. Right. He was he was in a, a backup role with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year. Um, and in 11 games, he got three starts for the Bucs. Uh, but in 11 games, he had nine catches for 110 yards and a touchdown. If anything, it just adds a veteran presence uh, to that wide receiver room. But I, I mean, he's got the speed to, to be a, a, a Z wide receiver kind of behind Alec Pierce as a deep threat. He could also play the X uh, wide receiver position What Michael Pittman played because of how he's 6'1", 210 pounds, kind of more physical. Uh, but I, this, if I had to put money on it right now, I would say Brashad Perriman is the sixth wide receiver to make the team if the Colts only keep six. I would say he would get the nod probably over Mike Strawn. We'll have to see what happens yeah. throughout, throughout obviously, the summer and, and the preseason games. Maybe this is the kick in the pants that Mike Strawn needs uh, to, to, really, to really finally come on and, and start realizing some of that potential but but if not strong could be out the door i think i think the colts have given him plenty of chances maybe not on the field to show it but he's had numerous chances in practice to go out there and prove it and then when he has been on the field he really hasn't shown too much so it'll be interesting uh, i'm a, i like Brashad perriman's game and it's certainly a fun ad to watch this uh, at this time of the year. And then to make room for Bashad Perriman, the Colts waived wide receiver Tyler Adams, uh, who was an undrafted free agent. Um, he was somebody that that hadn't made too much noise, so it's not, not a real surprise that he was let go in favor of the veteran. And then finally here, uh, some personnel news for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys are hiring former Colts director of football research John Park to be their director of strategic football operations. Uh, so another one of the Colts analytics guys is moving on to other opportunities. The other was George Lee, who moved on this offseason to join Frank Reich's staff in Carolina. Um, but but John Park was a, someone that you might have heard his name here and there, but you didn't exactly know what he did. Uh, it's, it's a bigger loss than people might think for the Colts analytics department. Yeah, this is a guy who's been with the team since 2016 and has played a major role in breaking down defenses and just like providing some really, really concrete numbers. And he's one of the most highly respected in his position in the league. Uh, at least he's not going to a former Colts head coach <laughs> but uh, like George Lee did. But, you know, again, the Cowboys are getting one heck of a mind here. Definitely going to help with um, a lot of the rookies and stuff like that. Huge loss for the Colts. And like you said, if it's not a household name, but this is a, a bigger loss than I think some might realize. John Park played a, a pretty big role in the head coaching search that happened this offseason to get Shane Steichen uh, yep. as far as 
running those coaches through various analytical situations. So John Park, very good dude, great person. Glad to see him get that opportunity with the Dallas Cowboys. And that's our show for this evening, guys. Really, really appreciate you all coming back and joining us after the week off. Want to give a shout out to all of our super chat supporters inside the shoe, Patrick Rye, uh, Lo, uh, Lawrence Stogner, uh, and then my beautiful wife, Danielle, who is still enjoying a vacation. Um, we, we love all the support from all of you guys. It, it makes so much of a difference. And, and if you haven't done so already, please, we really would appreciate you going and following us on all the things like horseshoe huddle on facebook follow at colts on fn on twitter subscribe to the youtube channel we're almost to 1500 subscribers on the youtube channel and and when we hey maybe when we get to 2k maybe we'll do a a giveaway or something we'll do something fun once we get to 2k which it really isn't that far away so maybe we can hit 2k before the season starts we'll we'll have to see but uh and again if you haven't done so already please go ahead and subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you get your podcast, leave us a review on there. It really helps us climb the charts so we can reach other Colts fans uh, to have and, and talk more, more about the team that we love to cover each and every day. While I was out, like I said, Drake was still dominating horseshoehuddle.com with all of his stories. What are some things that people can go check out on the site uh, that you've written Drake? So uh, recently I wrote um, regarding that uh, Bernard Ryman made an all breakout team for 2023, which is where they designate a position for e- or a player for each position. He made left tackle. So go check that out. And another one that I wrote is the three free agent cornerbacks that I think the Colts should consider signing. And lastly, this one's to be is what Anthony Richardson means to the Colts fan base. And I'm just going to break down what he's already established to the Colts fandom around Indianapolis. Definitely go check all those out on the site. Since I was off last week, I didn't write anything last week. But with <laughs> Colts first, mini, yeah, with Colts mini camp this week, uh, I'm going to be pretty busy uh, covering that every single day, bringing you uh, all the quotes, all the uh, all everything that all the players, the coaches are saying out of West 56th Street for mandatory mini camp. So be on the lookout for all of those pieces on HorseshoeHuddle.com. Go follow Drake at D Walster Drake. You can follow me at Andrew Moore NFL, and we will be back Thursday night to recap Colts mandatory mini camp as Indianapolis breaks for the summer. So until then, enjoy your evening, enjoy your week. And uh, now we can talk about some close to actual football for the Indianapolis Colts. We'll see you then.